Welcome back to Make Do. I'm Julia Scott. And I'm Tiff Armin. And this episode is brought to you by micro.blog. Uh, when we were uh, gearing up for this episode, I joked about this cliche when people write columns that everyone gets one free pass to write a column about how hard it is to figure out what a column should be about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because we were talking about how like we had all these, you know, we have all these possible topics and some of them we were like, you know, that's a good topic, but nothing really made us go, yeah, you know? Yeah, I do know. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, I'm half of that equation. I w- I'm just like, right now, have you ever just, you know, not been inspired by something that you do that it just kind of feels oh never never I'm always amazing (laughs) (laughs) and I mean that in itself is kind of a topic for our show I just so like I read um I came across this like meme thing just this morning and it was like graffiti that said um it was supposed to be inspirational but it said like create every day don't make excuses and I'm like ew no like no like that just leads to burnout and also people need to be more diverse like how else can you get inspiration for doing something creative or otherwise or professional or or just doing something in general if you don't do other things besides like the thing so I think that this topic in this episode should totally be about the other stuff that we do because and about and about the freedom to not you know like can we just can we just not because the thing is i think you know that it's supposed to be inspirational it's supposed to be positive and i feel like what would be probably more like positive and inspirational would be something like do something creative every day which is something completely different because doing something creative can be for me you know scrolling through instagram because creating every day also feels like well you have to finish a project you have to do something that matters you have to like you know but if it's be in a creative headspace for five minutes every day that's something else that's just to like cheer you up i still don't think you should force yourself to do it every day but that is something that i can more at least a little bit get behind Yeah. So today I want to talk about like all the other stuff that we do that kind of isn't inherently creative. And uh, so you had mentioned to me that you got some new roller skates. I did. Uh, I bought a brand new but secondhand uh, pair of roller skates. New to you. (laughs) New to me. And it's funny because it is probably some sort of like midlife crisis thing, but it's something that I've been thinking about doing probably for 20 years. And... Uh, there aren't like really any rinks or anything around here, so I'll have to do it on flat sections of asphalt. And so I'm waiting for protective gear. Uh, I am fully expecting on something on my body being in a cast before Christmas. But like I can ski and I can ice skate, so I don't think I'm going to be completely terrible. But I am inherently clumsy. But I just I was thinking about it and I was looking on on Facebook Marketplace and. There was one pair in my size. Everything was for kids mostly or like just slightly smaller adult sizes. And I'd been looking on websites like actual retailers and they're not super expensive, but they're still like it's a little bit more than maybe I should spend on an impulse, uh, Mm -hmm. which is funny to say because I spend a lot of money on a lot of different impulses. But I felt a little bit better buying them secondhand and then I got new protective gear that costs twice as much total as the roller skates of course but you only get two sets of elbows uh (laughs) but i just felt like i just wanted to try it it just it's one of those things that 
is really scary when you're older because like you, you don't fall as softly. You're not just like a bag of jello in the same way you are when you're a kid. But it, it is such a fun kid thing to do. Like, oh, wee! I, I don't know. It's just it just made me really happy. And I put them on and I wobbled through the kitchen. And my poor husband is very, very nervous about all of this. And I promised him that I wouldn't I would wait until my my uh, all the pads and helmet show up tomorrow. But I don't know, like, I was just smiling so huge, just, like, putting these on and being like, I'm gonna skate, I'm gonna fall over a lot, I'm gonna, you know, say bad words, it's gonna be so fun. I completely understand this impulse and everything about it, and even the husband-worrying side and waiting for the protective <laughs> gear, because last fall, I decided I wanted to learn how to skateboard, which is totally one of those stupid things. It's like, I've always kind of wanted to do this, and I never did it. I never had a skateboard, so like, how do you learn how to skateboard unless you buy a skateboard? So like... Yeah, I totally went through this whole thing. I skateboarded like panicky. I almost fell a thousand times and I was like, this isn't actually for me because I'm too <laughs> afraid of falling. I had on all my protective gear. My husband's like, we live on basically a deserted island, especially in the fall. And like, please don't break everything. And uh, yeah, I was just way too scared to do it. But I'm actually glad that like I tried it and I I. I tried it out and it was something that like I gave it a chance, not a huge chance, but I still gave it a chance. So like I completely understand this impulse of maybe it's our age. I don't I don't know. Like, like I said, wanting midlife to embrace, crisis. Yeah. Wanting to like embrace this idea of like something that we never let ourselves do before. But like giving yourself a new chance to try something new, especially something physically new. That's ultra scary. I was uh because I am who I am, I was looking up YouTube videos on like, what are things that I should, you know, know for the very super basics. And I found this amazing woman. Uh, <laughs> uh, her name is Dirty Deborah Harry, which I think is very funny. And she comes from like, so she has classes and she runs a roller rink and she comes from like a family of roller skaters. So her parents skate, her uncle Bob, who is 90, who originally ran the roller rink, still skates every day. And I was like, what? Why? Why are there no people like this around me? I love, I love these people who are like a, a I don't know, a New Yorker story or something. <laughs> she was, she was really nice, and she pointed out some things that I maybe wouldn't have thought of, like keep your palms down because if you put them up, uh, it, you can it can affect your balance. Don't look at your feet. Um, keep it. <laughs> she says uh, your your snack area, meaning your stomach, that you have to hold your core tight. Mm -hmm. But so. I love when people use silly words like that because I will never forget my, you know, my my snack square to to keep my snack square. <laughs> my tight. anatomy professor called it a gut bucket. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair like enough. like your your pelvis is like the bucket. It's shaped like a bucket where all the guts all your go. Guts. Yeah. No, and I think I think I think it's also like you were saying, like all the things that we were afraid to do. Like I tried skateboarding a couple of times when I was a kid because my little brother had a skateboard, not a very good, like a very plastic kiddie skateboard. But I was very anxious about being seen in general. Like, I didn't want to be perceived. But, you know, the thing most of us deal with, like, you don't want people to see you being bad at something. Mm -hmm. So even if you don't fall and even if you're like, and and skateboarding or skating, like a lot of things, you have to often do them somewhere where people could see you. And there is quite a bit of falling and practicing before you get decent enough that you don't look like a noob. And that stage, 
I mean, scary for everyone, even more scary for the the achiever types, right? Oh, completely. One person like walked by and said something to me when I was trying to like skateboard and it kind of like made me super self-conscious of doing it ever again when anyone was around. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm going to wait for you to leave for the week because I don't want you coming over and saying anything to me ever, ever again. <laughs> yeah, I'm... I, w- I was going to say I should take my glasses off because then I can't see if other people are looking at me. But that seems like a very, very bad idea. No, but I, I, I think like when you're suddenly like, you know what? No, I kind of like when you maybe start taking classes in something fun or you start wearing the clothes that you never wore or completely hypothetically out of nowhere example, dyeing your hair when you're in your mid 30. You know, like all these things where for some reason you're just like, no, heck it. I'm going to I'm going to try it and it's I'm gonna suck at it and maybe it's also kind of like when you've been talking about with 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 glass that it's it's not as close to uh your your soul in the same way and this is you know I can try something completely new and I know I'm gonna suck at it and that's gonna be hard but it's not something that I sort of put prestige in the same way I maybe do with trying new arty things or makey things like taking those classes it's harder to suck because I hold that so much closer to my identity nowhere near my identity is being a sporty person or a graceful person or anything along those lines right (laughs) and so I'm like I I know I'm gonna be bad at this I'm gonna be bad at this for a while that is actually kind of you know that that is kind of in and of itself part of my identity that I am going to fall over and I think maybe the same way that we talked about finding things where they're kind of monotonous in a good way it's also good to find things that you're trying not for you know clout or self-development or any of those things you're just like this seems fun this seems silly this seems fun this is possibly a bad idea let's do it so there's also that like underlying feeling when you branch off and decide to like go try something new where it feels like, am I just avoiding doing the things I should be doing? Like, are these things distractions? Um, are these things just like a way for me to never get good at something? <laughs> if like, uh, so, um, so that's like another uh, hang up about trying new things yeah. or adding extra stuff to your plate or just even like going off and doing something different. So like another extra thing that I have started doing was I play Mahjong with this group. On I love Mahjong. <laughs> and so like me and Marco and another couple on the island and like a bunch of people kind of got together. And there was this one woman out here who she is like, she's probably the smartest person on the island. I adore her. But she was like, hey, who wants to join a Mahjong group? I'll teach people who don't know how to play. And I've already known how to play a bit because my mom plays. And so like we started going over there and having Mahjong nights. And I think like, yeah, Mahjong night kind of takes away it like it knocks out a recording spot. If I want to do any podcasts, it like does uh, it, it messes up a little bit like a free night that I had that I was like doing glass or painting or you know, doodling on my iPad. There's like so many different things to do. I also play video games. It's like, there's so many different things that I could be spending my time doing. Why am I adding something else that I like? I like it, like, but I don't love it. But at the same time, it's like, well, this is a new social thing, right? Like there's nothing really else that I do that's super social. So like adding Mahjong in, 
even though this feels like I think in the past I would have treated it as a distraction or I would have had a hang up about it being a distraction right now. It's like, well, maybe this is just something else. Like it's something to move my mind around. Like it's a game that I'm playing that is so unlike the thinking required for it is so unlike anything else that I'm doing right now that that's a really healthy thing to like add into the, uh, you know, the, the salad that is your life that like you need a little bit of crunch and you need a little bit of sweet and you need a little bit of savory, right? Like you need all these little, yeah, like you need a little bit of all these things in order for it to be like good and rich and, and full. And I feel like sometimes adding these things in that might feel like distractions or like the other they are it's a healthy and good thing and also it could be an inspiration for something else that you're doing actually boom light on um i'm i should totally do a dot tiff about playing mahjong like you know i'm working on one about plants in my house which i've been working on it for months but it doesn't matter it's still a project that i'm doing so like this is another thing that like you can even if you never ever ever add it into anything else in your life Sometimes you just need that little extra, right? And I think that that's what we are uh, we really getting at today. And I think also, I mean, for for something like mahjong, I feel like after you know these, however, eighteen months or whatever, that I'm never gonna discount the casual opportunities to social things in mm. the same way that I maybe did before. And having, I feel like you know the, the mahjong nights is kind of like when I used to have craft nights for my friend. That it's a good. Like it's it's a reason to get together that you don't have to decide on because it's just a thing like it's in your schedule and having both those and the random casual moments to get together. And I think with certain types of makery people, even if some of us or some of you may consider yourself extroverts, even so, a lot of it is very isolated and it doesn't have to be isolating but it is, you know, you're you're hovering over your thing or in front of your easel or, or all of these things. And especially when they're things that we love or things that we're annoyed at and trying to get better at, it is really easy and very easy to motivate cutting back on social things because those feel frivolous. Mm-hmm. Like things that are just fun feel so frivolous, both because you think you need to practice and you, you may want to work on your things. But I think it's good to to get out and get different, both like all the things that are good for creating like different input and all like that, but also just like turn your brain off, like you're saying, from the, the parts of your brain that do those things and, and turn on different things. And I think also Mahjong must be a really good, because it's it's both intellectual and it's very tactile, because you, you hold the pieces and they make clicky noises <laughs> and you you look at them and they're, they they can be illustrated in so many different ways. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like mm-hmm. it w- it's kind of like a, a little sensory buffet in a way that maybe card games aren't. I don't know if it's just I, I miss the, the clicking and the moving and the very beautifully sort of ritualized dance of Mahjong. I should get out our mahjong set and 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 make friends with someone who can play mahjong yeah because that's the thing you need like you need at least three people preferably four but you could always play with the blind but still like (laughs) it is like inherently a social game you can't really play it by yourself or virtually either i i mean i don't i don't feel like virtual mahjong would be that much fun i mean i'm sure people manage to do it during all quarantine but and and there's also there's there's a, a card game called ming which is basically just 
mahjong but with cards so you have the cards are instead of 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 the pieces so that you you just bring like a deck of cards but they're the the pieces i played that on on travels but i want to come back also to like this idea of of distractions but before we do that i'm going to distract us by talking about something else entirely which is that this episode of make do is brought to you by micro dot blog uh, if you are a maker, artist, or crafter who wants to share your creative passions, you can join Micro.blog where you will find kindred spirits. Yeah, so let's talk about Micro.blog. Micro.blog <laughs> is an easy-to-use blogging platform where you can write short or long posts. You can share photos and videos and even host a podcast. Uh, but more than a place to post your stuff, it also... it. It's also a friendly community of people with a wide range of interests who share and comment via Micro.blog's social timeline, backed by strong community guidelines that are actually enforced. Yeah, and last time I talked about, you know, have, having some place that feels like a community and not just a publishing platform. And I don't know, what, like, for some reason, it's making me feel like kind of the early days of some parts of the internet and even like early days of things like Instagram or Pinterest. And I'm sure this maybe isn't how you're supposed to use it, but just like logging in and just being like, here are these random people who I don't even follow yet. If I want, I can just see like, here's a picture or a small small thought or uh, like a link to something else. And just like going through and being like, these are people who are fun people. And I know that I'm not going to suddenly be, be shocked by something, but it's just like, it's so, it's so simple and pared back. If you want it to be, I mean, you can, you can do whatever you want with it, but just falling into some of the things that I really loved about the early internet and not in any sort of like, oh, this is, this feels old school or this feels less advanced, just that the way that it feels, this is very, very sort of esoteric and philosophical, but just like scrolling through, maybe, maybe that that's the good kind of distraction because it doesn't, I mean, it definitely doesn't make songs stick in my head the way TikTok does, uh, but it's also slower and calmer than a lot of the other stuff that I consume because it's, you know, text and image based. Well, micro.blog is different because there are no ads and there's no behind the scenes algorithm, like choosing which posts will appear first in your timeline. So that's totally like, it's it's a new, fresher way to look at everything that has gotten so bogged down. Yeah, like old, but new. everything old yeah. is new again and good. If, if you've always wanted to share your work, but you felt lost or discouraged by the big social media sites, go to Marker.blog and meet fellow makers of all kinds and the rest of the community who share interesting things that they love. Uh, Micro.blog hosting starts at $5 per month. You can use your own domain name if you want, and you can even cross post to Twitter, Tumblr, and Mastodon. You can use your own domain name and your posts reside on a blog that you control. You can use Micro.blog via Mac, iOS, and Android, as well as on the web. So if you're ready to try different blogging and a new social media experience, head over to micro.blog slash make do where you'll be able to sign up for free and try all the features of micro.blog for two months. And that's two months free. So that's micro.blog slash make do for a two month free trial. And special thanks to micro.blog for their support of this show. Yeah. So you said the word distraction. And I think you know, my, my identity on this show a lot of the times is, well, is that so bad? You know, because the, the the word distraction, again, it goes back to that 
feeling that we have to be productive and we have to be good and we have to evolve and develop and and hone and i mean being distracted yes if you're driving or performing surgery fine yes but like being distracted from a thing that you like to do doesn't necessarily have to be bad if you're distracted because you've gotten completely out of the habit of regularly doing it and that makes you sad fine but maybe you're distracted because you found something else that is also fun for 10 minutes or for the next week or because you need a break or just because you're an adult and you can be distracted if you want to be right well, also, so the idea of distraction is kind of could be beneficial if you are doing or creating or making something that causes you um, physical harm by being <laughs> in the same position for too long, like leaning over a table or like having to like, I don't know if you work on cars, like you're like squatting under cars. And, you know, it's just like sometimes you need something else to bust you out of this. I know when I work with glass too much, my fingertips are destroyed like i can go commit all kinds of crimes because there's <laughs> no way anyone will tell who the heck i am so and also your like brain need... has been bent over the <laughs> metaphysical table forever yeah, yeah. Ever. so like i need that downtime of doing something else that has no relation to what i was doing in order to like physically recover for my fingertips to grow back for like my back to get stretched out you know there's there's room in your life to add things that aren't just your craft or your hobby like you know there's room for exercise there's room for reading there's room for all kinds of stuff but like I feel like a lot of times certain people certain personality types will feel guilty that they aren't doing their like three things that define them and v very good use of of the the third <laughs> third person pronoun that other people might feel guilty we, po <laughs> we positively do not all of us, the collective we of the world, there are people out there uh, who feel guilty. Um, you know, because I, I don't know, sometimes when I'm like, oh, let me sit out and start reading a book or something. I'm like, why aren't I drawing? Why aren't I doing something else? Like, this book feels so passive. I don't know, I, I get so distracted or like, or okay, so a stupid example is like, if I take a picture of a meal that I ate like that was like so old school like Tumblr and <laughs> and Twitter and um and Instagram like everyone taking pictures of their meals I get in this weird headspace that it's like I didn't make this meal why am I taking a picture of it and adding it to my creative timeline of my social media or something like that like I get so bogged down in the idea of like did I make every aspect of this thing that I'm sharing and most of the time it's like, no. And then I say like, well, don't share it because you didn't put in the time and effort to make it. And it's like not your <laughs> food or it's not <laughs> like that's such a weird, weird thing to like. Or if I take a picture of the garden, like I didn't plant the garden. I've been taking care of my house plants, but I didn't plant our garden outside. Like this isn't my thing, but it's like a pretty thing on the ground. So why shouldn't I share it? But it's well, you're it, using your artistic this, eye. Yeah, yeah. Oh, t oh, totally. There's there's like a thousand ways to justify that kind of stuff. But I'm just saying like the idea of distraction and getting so bogged down in the um, the mental headspace of being a creative person and everything I touch must be my creation. And like worthwhile. 
Yeah. And like being able to like let that go a little bit and enjoy other things for just what they are, like, you know, going for a run or reading a book that you didn't write, like, like stupid <laughs> things like that. I get a, I get a little bit in my own head about that kind of stuff sometimes. And, and I think that adding extra things to your life can help distract you away and mellow you out from like the, the pressures of, of being makey. And also, again, like you don't, it doesn't have to be good for the making, but I think sometimes you can think of it that way. But also, I mean, yes, part of, of what I do is is making things to support myself. But it's also like, I don't owe it to anyone else to maximize my productivity or my focus on one thing or my like commitment to sparkle motion. It's and and I don't demand that of anyone else. Like, if I follow someone who does fun things and they're like, so this week I decided I'm going to try out calligraphy, I'm not going to be, like, super disappointed in them. I might be like, well, I followed you for this other fun balloon art stuff you do, but sure, whatever. Or if they post pictures from their travels, I'm not, you know, and and we put these weird guilt, not even guilt trips, but, like, we put these weird demands on ourselves that we have to be so super focused and I don't, know, I don't think it's good. I don't think it's good. What What are you doing though? When because I'm assuming you're not roller skating or, or skateboarding now. What What else are you doing right now then? Um, I'm running a lot actually. I've been uh, running a lot uh, since I learned how to run. I've <laughs> okay. Let me put it this way: I still hate running. Like running sucks. <laughs> but I have. Um, been doing a lot more running because now I have like a goal of trying to run a half marathon by the fall, like around the like the late fall. So before the end of the year, before it gets like too cold to run outside. So, so far, the furthest I've gone is seven miles. So that feels pretty amazing considering like two years ago, all I could run was a mile and that absolutely murdered me. But now, um, that's kind of like my new thing. And it's one of those weird things. It's just like you can't just get up and run because it doesn't really work like that. You have to build up stamina and uh, for both your legs, muscles and all your, your back. Like it turns out like, you know, back muscles and like chest muscles and like keeping yourself upright muscles, like all that stuff, <laughs> um, your gut bucket muscles, like all that stuff contributes to running. So it's like you have to condition all of that and you have to condition like your inside muscles, like your your lungs and your heart. And like, I know lungs aren't muscles. Are they? Are they muscles? I don't know. Uh, but you have to condition your heart, which is a muscle. So it's a, it's a whole commitment thing. So I'm running three times a week and that takes a lot of time, especially with these runs as they get longer and longer. It becomes like an hour and a half each time and that is an hour and a half out of time that like I wasn't creating and then I have to cool down and then I have to take like a shower because I stink but like it's like yeah what do yeah. you what do you think about when you run or do you like listen to podcasts or, or I listen are to you one of those weird people who can turn their brain off <sighs> everyone talks about like getting into the zone I don't even know like um I listen to music uh, most of the time when I run and I just try and focus on like getting for like shutting off my mind somehow and forgetting that I'm running. Uh, I've been running with Marco. So that's been helpful. When I run on my own, I go too fast and I get too tired too easily. Because uh, <laughs> my natural gait is like stupid fast. And it, that's actually a really bad thing to do when you run turns out, which I never knew that was like a whole revelation for me. Um, thanks, Nike Run Club. 
I highly suggest Nike Run Club if anyone's interested in running, (laughs) since we're talking about things that are not craft related. Also, feel free to message me if you have any questions, because I am a total newbie runner and um, I hate running. I hate running, too. Like the thing I think about the most when I, I don't run a lot for a number of different reasons, including that I don't like it. But most of it is just about like, I hate this. I hate this. I want this to be over, but I'm going to have to get back somehow. So <laughs> I can see how it it's not that your brain is like super inspired and coming up with amazing thoughts. I come up with a lot of great, great ideas when I'm swimming, uh, yeah, but pool yeah. swimming, not sea swimming, because sea swimming, I'm like, okay, keep in control of the waves. Let's yeah. not die. <laughs> don't crash into a shark. <laughs> not a lot but- of shark in Swedish waters. Uh, But yeah, so like if anyone is interested in like, if you're like a creative person and you feel like starting to run, uh, I feel like that's a, it's a different vibe because I'm not coming from it from like a very athletic place. And, um, but I've really been, again, I hate to say the word enjoying it. I like the health benefits and I like how I feel. You like having run? I love having run. Yes. (laughs) That is my favorite part of running is having done the run. Like that feels great and getting all my sweet, sweet badges from Nike Run Club. (laughs) Ah, yes. I wonder if, should we start, should we create an app that is like all of the exercise apps, but for making stuff? Oh, like you get badges for like Uh when you are creative. And you can show all your friends like, I knitted for 24 minutes today. That is the equivalent of walking this whole lab. And I don't know. That's that's actually really kind of interesting. I wonder how you would do that. Because we're all reward junkies. Yeah. And that's like a thing that there's like these national and international challenges that like Nike Run Club will give you. And you could just like join up and be like, oh, look, I added my 10 miles like that took me a month to accumulate. Um it's uh so it does like give you a whole bunch of different versions of rewards so like you get those little like dopamine hits it's like oh you've done your fastest 5k oh also you (laughs) ran three times this week like it's just enough to feel like there's something within reach but it's not so much that you're like oh i could do this every day because and this means (laughs) nothing now so i wonder what that equivalent would be for like crafting and making stuff we we know app appy people maybe we do know we should because i mean like even even with with certain like websites or just like logging the thing that you've done like you know book logging sites or movie logging sites and like putting in a little comment or putting in a grade uh and a lot of the times the things that are related to more makey things are for like one specific craft and just having a kind of like i don't know like a uh we would call it make do i mean come on like <laughs> yeah. the app would be but you know like do. a fitness tracker where it's just like hey it looks like your heart beats up do you want to choose what it is you're doing and then you can log all the different things that you do i'm knitting no <laughs> my heart beats up because <laughs> hey, i'm it, knitting and i lost count <laughs> i have more than once gotten a little like woohoo you've completed your activity goal from my apple watch because i was crocheting so i was moving my arm around <laughs> I mean, I wonder if that's something like you could create like big projects and be like, I want to be able to like knit a a blanket for a Christmas gift and I'm starting now. And I that and then it like it logs out for you like, OK, if you want to do this, you have how this many much- like stitches per day you need if like, you know, and you can kind of track it out and then you can like make sure that you keep on track with your goal. All right, this mm. is how we become financially independent. Oh, this is it. I mean, but we're talking about it on a podcast. But people are also just listening. So, 
Yeah, okay. I like I mean, this. we can, like we can build it before this episode comes. No, that's Ready, not. go. No. <laughs> Ideas are a dime a dozen. Actually implementing it is the real challenge. Kind of like with making art. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, we've come full circle. That's it. We figured it out <laughs> once again. So what what are you going to do with the rest of your day to distract yourself from? Well, that's the other that, the other part of saying distracting. Like, are you are you being distracted or are you distracting yourself? Because that's true. Both of them have their have their their ups and downs. What are you doing this week to to distract yourself, good or bad? Um, well, I'm I am continuing to run, and uh, we're going to a magic show tonight. <laughs> Just oh, like a okay. little little things like that. Um, but it's from my son's camp, and um, uh, uh, yeah, just uh, I think this week. Let's see, I might. I might start redoing this like, oh, but that's still kind of part of my project. I have a project of I pulled these windows out of a dumpster. Oh, we'll get into that next time. <laughs> that's not really a distraction. It's kind of a related project. I can't think. What are you doing? You're you're roller skating once your uh, pads get here. But is there anything else? Um, I think what, I, what I'm doing right now to kind of distract myself is sewing basics. Like instead of that's like still making that's still making you're now I'm uh, cheating I'm cheating as cheating not that it has to be something physical but it has to be something unrelated to making I go I go to the beach like I go in the ocean as much as go. I can when that's when I'm good. not because it's so hot and that is actually like that is almost the sort of ideal kind of distracting yourself or distraction because I'm literally like I go in the water and then I bob around for an hour. And usually, you know, I, I try not to go swimming alone because safety. And so, like, the two of us are just, like, talking about silly things, being splashed, talking more about silly things, talking about how nice it is to be in the water. Like, no awesome. brain use, no br- brain usage going on at all. And then you feel all, like, sort of wrung out and heavy <laughs> and wonderful. And then you go home and eat ice cream. Like, I'm I'm trying to recreate as as much of a summer vacation as a kid as I can. Like I go outside and I eat some raspberries right off the bush and I read in, in the hammock. See, that's, that's fantastic. Uh, while you were speaking, I remembered something that I am doing. I am raising butterflies. <laughs> I saw that. What, what is the lepidoptery? Tell me more. Uh, a friend of ours, we were um, hanging out and we were getting like parsley. We have a window, like um, a little kitchen garden, kind of like right outside of our kitchen. And we, you know, bring in fresh herbs and stuff. And she noticed, she's like, there are blacktail swallow eggs on your parsley. You should take them inside and, you know, wait for them to hatch. So she showed us what they were and we took them inside. I later on found another one. And then I found when they were hatching, I found another one hatching still out on the parsley. So we brought it in. We have six uh, caterpillars in total and we are feeding them parsley and they are getting bigger and pooping everywhere. And hopefully they will parsley. turn into butterflies in the next uh, month or you so. You know what? This is actually very poetic and philosophical because you know that when, when they turn themselves into, uh, when they make cocoons and pupate and all that stuff, they basically dissolve everything that they are into soup before they can start becoming butterflies. Ew. Which is also like speak of like the ultimate the chrysalis. It's like soup. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, they just like they completely dissolve. Like they don't 
start to grow wings from the body of the caterpillar. They just dissolve. And like the ultimate distraction, you were like, all right, well, I can't do this right now because I have to go be soup before I can actually be the thing that everyone cares about. So, um, so yeah, that has nothing to do with me creating whatsoever. I am that's, watching butterflies and taking care of them, cr- making creating, sure they don't die. Creating life. That's so cool. Yep. Watching uh, the butter pillars. <laughs> uh, before we go, again, we love it when you when you email us. And I'm very curious, not just like, I mean, feel free to tell us what you're doing to distract yourself because that's always fun. But I'm curious about also like people's philosophical feelings about the idea of distracting and distracting yourself and being distracted and like how to work on because I feel like you and I kind of agree here that like it is something that you have to work a little bit to overcome that feeling of guilt but also try to find a balance of not being distracted from the thing that you actually do want to do so Mm -hmm. I would I would love to hear hear people's thoughts on that yeah I would love to know the different ways that people experience distraction and how it's helpful or hurts their projects that they're working on and you can do that and you can go and um, actually first you can go find our show notes at relay.fm slash make do because we have a form factor here and I have to do it this way. And then you can go and message <laughs> us over at make do pod on Twitter and Instagram. Our email is make do pod at gmail.com. And you can find us individually at Tiff Arment and at Julia Scott, S-K-O-T-T. And so thank you to micro.blog for sponsoring this episode and giving us a little mid-episode distraction. And we will be back in a fortnight. And until then, go make and do and a little distraction and then then go back to making and doing. So make and do and then don't and then make and do again. And I suddenly got a visual of myself uh, knitting while I'm roller skating. And I think I need to not do that in for at least a year. No, now you get to be inspired and make roller skate spats, like knit roller skate spats. (gasps) That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right.